Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The NFL preseason is here, which means the regular season is only a few weeks away. If you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, whenever, wherever, seven days a week. Make sure whatever bet y'all can think about, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join. Make your first sports bet. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I love chopping it up with you each week, but it's not every day that we get right. to talk to a living legend, legend. someone we've had right. on the show before as well. Right. I'm really right. excited about today's guest. Hey, if this going to cost a fee... <laughs> His name got to be Lee. <laughs> so we got, <laughs> hey, listen, we got the great uh, living legend Lee Steinberg on the show again, man. It's a pleasure having Mr. Lee on the show, man. So we already know what it is from movies to to what's going on in, in the sports world. Mr. Lee, again, thanks for coming on the show. I got a question for you just off the top, off the rip. So these guys, I think Derwin James just got paid. He's the highest paid safety today. What what makes this transition? So 2005 to 2010, and I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, safeties wasn't getting paid that much. Receivers wasn't getting paid. And, I, and I'm talking about the DK Metcalfs. I'm talking about the, the Debo Samuels. How in the world do these kids, I'm sorry, do these young men get paid, you know, three for 72? Um, three for 73. Is it the salary cap? How does things change in the course of, you know, six, seven years on, yeah, we're getting paid more with less, less years in these contracts. What do you see from your perspective? So it's all television money. And it's the fact that, you know, when I started years and years ago, each team got $2 million as their share of the national TV contract. Last year, they got $200 million. And in the midst of a cratered economy and a pandemic, CBS and Fox raised their next 10-year figure by 83%. So we're rolling in television money. And we have a cap. So teams are paying money they have. And they're getting it from, <clears throat> from brand new stadia with jumbo scoreboards and naming rights and luxury boxes. They're getting it from merchandising and uh, memorabilia and fantasy uh, internet projects. So when I was a kid growing up, baseball was the number one sport in America. And now right. it's in the NFL by a large margin. Uh, Correct. Like Correct. 71 of the top 100 uh, television shows last year. I'm not just talking uh, the most popular sport, but the most popular television show. 71 of 100 were NFL games. 
So it's dominating now. The money is rolling in. And what you saw was until this year, the key positions that seemed to do better were quarterback always, uh, blindside tackle, and then a, a uh, edge rusher who could put the quarterback on its back. And what right. got added this year was wide receivers. So right. one after another, they exploded as one of the favorite positions. So this is the last year DirecTV will have NFL Sunday ticket. Amazon is going to be the exclusive provider for Thursday night games unless your game is in network. Tom Brady is going to make hundreds of millions of dollars when he retires from Fox Sports. What do you see as the next shoe to drop when it comes to broadcasting rights in the NFL? Well, they're just going to keep rising exponentially. And the reason is loss meter bidding. So I remember years ago, uh, I held a party on the back lot of 20th Century Fox and Rupert Murdoch was there. And I said, you that's know, money. Fox, that's I money. Said, when you, hold on. That's money. Hold on, Mr. Lee, before you go. That's a lot of money to hold that party. <laughs> when you know the right people, you just so don't I, hold it on that establishment. Right. So I, I said to him, nobody's watching Beverly Hills 90210 or 21 Jump Street. If you could have a property on Sunday afternoon to show the promos for your Monday through Friday broadcast where the big commercial dollars are, um, all of a sudden you could build the network. So you'll lose money on the rights fees, but you'll pick it back up on the network value. And they got in and, and they bid on it. So the, the Les Moonvest, the last time he bought uh, Thursday Night Football for CBS said, I'm so proud I have an opportunity to lose $150 million. Well, he will on on the rights fees compared to the commercials, but right. it, it builds a network. And one thing about sports is you have to watch them in real time. So you can be sure when those, nobody's TiVoing games anymore because with all the uh, content supply, somebody's going to tell you the score on a Sunday right. afternoon. Right. You're going to have a hard time. So you know there's a certainty, and sports delivers, delivers a, a big audience. So that's why we're seeing the explosion in everything. And um, so the contract that Tom Brady did was well, Tom Brady, so it immediately makes that watchable. Or Troy Aikman being on uh, on Amazon – means all of a sudden that's got credibility. And so it's it's all about building value for networks. No, I won't put you on the spot, Mr. Lee, but I just got another question since we're on this topic and you know so much about it. Does cable become prehistoric in these days? Well, I don't think that younger generation particularly cares. Uh, I watched my son, and he's not on the cable anymore. And he just selects what he wants to watch, when he wants to watch it, and all the rest of it. Having said that, that oh. tends to be a younger person position. And old fogies like me still, you know, watch uh, cable TV. So I think that why the league is so popular is all you have to do is have $89 or a cell phone 
and you, you can watch an NFL football game. And I think that they're going to try to make sure that the product continues to be available everywhere on every format, but you can always watch it on cable. Do you think the Jimmy? tech companies will continue to get involved, Lee? Because we're going to see Amazon jump into the mix this season for Thursday night football. Do you see any other tech companies, whether it's an Apple or whether it's a Netflix, do you see them getting involved? Because I look at it from the standpoint of they have a ton more money than any of the broadcast networks have probably combined. So, um, you mean the fact Jeff Bezos is like the richest man in the world? <laughs> uh, so, so absolutely other groups are going to try to get in it, but, but just consider the fact of what I said about $89 and access. Now you have to pay a subscription fee to get Apple. And so does that then make it pay TV? I mean, for the sake of argument, you could put the Super Bowl on pay TV uh, one time and make billions of dollars, but you'd be cutting your audience um, uh, drastically. So every competitive group that's trying to do streaming um, uh, television is going to want in on this. It's uh, and that that then drives dollars up and up and up and up because there's only one NFL. Is Mr. Lee Steinberg Steinberg doing consulting? He's still active with any players to this point. Oh, well, I'm still the uh, one of the agents of record for Patrick Mahomes to Otongo Vailoa, a bunch of running backs, Ronald uh, Ronald Jones, Sherry Judy, the wide receiver. So um, uh, I don't – we have younger agents that do a lot of the day-to-day, -day, but I'm, I'm still involved in the athletes' lives. You mentioned both Patrick Mahomes and Tua. You're probably the best person to ask this question to. How did you find out about the news of – Tyreek Hill getting traded from Kansas City to Miami because it's one of your clients lost, but your other clients gain. And ultimately, it could be a win-win scenario for both teams, considering all the picks that the Chiefs got back. Um, I mean, there's only one Tyreek Hill, and, and there's only one player with that type of dynamic uh, speed and breakaway ability. There are others, but he's pretty unique, so he's hard to replace. But they, they've done a, a fair job of replacing him. And, and what happened in those situations is that that market for wide receivers came out of nowhere and exploded in one offseason. And, you know, it started uh, when uh, uh, with the Packers that went to the Raiders um, and – it just kept going. And what happens is that every new contract takes the market as it exists. And if the player is really talented um, and someone they want to lock up for some years, those dollars are going to keep going up and up and up. I mean, um, <laughs> but that reminds me of the Super Bowl where the Steelers played the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I had all seven quarterbacks on the roster. It was in Arizona. And um, so I had Neil. Don't flex Lamar. on me. 
I had Neil Donald and and, and I had Troy Aikman, but uh, <laughs> but the hard thing was I also had Carnell Lake and Darren Woodson. So I had clients picking off clients, you know, and I remember once I saw a tape of Bruce Smith and the good news was that he was sacking everybody in the world. And the bad news was they were all my quarterback lines. So you had a number of good problems. It's a lot of money you had too. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you it's a, it's a lot of Hall of Famers. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of clients. So I'm sure we, you're doing well for yourself. I got a, I got a question though. Mr. Steinberg, I got a question. Just just your personal opinion. It's been spe- speculation. They've been talking about this for years on the NFL having the team over there in London. What's your thoughts on that? That the travel time's too rough and that um, – Ike, did you ever play in London? Yes, I did. Yes, sir. And how was – We played the Minnesota uh, Vikings. So, how, so the point is you're <clears throat> from – here from California, you'd be taking a 12-hour plane ride, and coming back, it's it's slower, so it could be 14. And so whatever, they're just too far. Um, I mean, okay. it's a nice it's a nice concept, but I think right. you would be our best source for how that's going to affect you, and if you put that game in the middle of a season, what it does, and. Um, and then that London team, <clears throat> if they ever played on the West Coast, would be taking 12, 14-hour uh, plane rides. I think if you're trying to keep competitive balance, travel is already a factor, but you, all the jet lag and the, and the changes, I think that'd be difficult. See, I thought, I thought Minnesota did it right. Minnesota left six days in advance before they played us. I think we did it wrong. I think we left a day before, maybe two days before, if I'm not mistaken. So, Minnesota, obviously, of course, they spanked our butts in that game. And I think that was one of the reasons they left. Uh, I think they left on a Tuesday. Got that Tuesday, they started everything off on a Wednesday, which is usually wow. the installment of what you want to do during the NFL week. Us, I think we got there on a Friday. We didn't do – we did a lot on Friday. Saturday was a walkthrough, played on Sunday. So, I didn't think it was enough time. For us, but I, I did think Minnesota did it right on going there a week in advance. And I was just curious on your opinion because I would think if there was to have a London team that, you know, teams who do travel, they'll leave out on a Wednesday to make sure they have enough days to acclimate, uh, acclimate themselves. Same way sometimes the West Coast teams, when they come to the East Coast, they'll come four or five days before. Lee, what Ike's trying to tell you is he didn't sleep at all on his trip to the UK. <laughs> I slept. The only time I slept was on the plane. I understood. <laughs> Do you think the possibility would exist maybe in South America or Canada then to stay in this hemisphere, Lee? Well, Mexico City would be the first place Ooh. to look. They're hardcore uh, fans. Yes. And, yes. Um, yes. and for example, from here in Southern California, that's like a five hour flight. And um, uh, so that's a little more manageable. Um, okay. But I, I would think <clears throat> if they decide to expand, that would be the first uh, place they go. Okay. But they don't have to do anything right now except continue the high level of play um, because um, I think in the future you're going to see paramutual betting at stadiums. I don't think we're far away from that where you can go in and 
bet at the stadium on on who kicks off first, who wins the coin toss, you know, who scores the first touchdown. I mean, gamblers, there are a million bets they can do. And I, I, I think it's here because you already have leagues and teams owning uh, part of DraftKings and uh, that separation <clears throat> is not there anymore. Your, your thoughts on the NIL deals? In college, so it has <clears throat> been a revolution just in a year, and um, all of a sudden, <clears throat> it's expanded in ways that nobody ever really anticipated. First of all, <clears throat> it's not just quarterbacks for teams uh, in football; it can go very deep. I mean, if you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the 20th Alabama player might be interesting for somebody to work with. And what you've seen happen is the rise of collectives or consortiums of alums from different schools who have banded together to contribute money through their businesses to their specific school. So when they do that, it becomes a tool not simply for incumbent athletes, but in recruiting. So all of a sudden, uh, what they didn't anticipate is that school X can tell a player in recruiting, you know, we've got $5 million of NIL deals for you. And if the NCAA had only expanded uh, the compensation a little more quickly, they could have avoided all this. But it changes our business because all of a sudden, instead of uh, meeting I Taylor when you're a junior um, uh, or when you're a senior, all of a sudden it requires signing players out of high school um, to to the next hot quarterback out of high school or the next uh, uh, hot DB out of high school because if another marketing agent signs that player who also represents uh, athletes. Um, if you don't sign them from high school, you would never get a chance to talk to them because if, if they're happy with who does the NALs. So it's, it's wow. changed everything. I mean, you have Jack so in the Box giving 15 stipends to players with the first name Jack. I mean, you have uh, uh, all... Phil Knight goes to Oregon and gives stipends to every single player. And depending on the alum wealth and the degree of, uh, of excitement there is towards the team, um, it, it's just going to take the Power Five conferences and raise them to a completely disproportionate level. Ooh. I see you've got several clients listed in your portfolio as part of the new NIL rules, Lee. And I know the last time we talked to you, you told us about how your father instilled in you the importance of building relationships. What I'm curious about is what opportunities has that opened up for you personally now that you're able to represent and to work with college athletes? So a lot of it's about branding. Um, the currency of, of today is is how many followers you have on social media so the point is you would take a client and you have to take a look at what their website looks like 
how they're, uh, what they're projecting as their image and likeness and potentially logo and create um, a steady stream of posting on uh, Instagram or TikTok or, or any Twitter or any of the social media. And so it, it has players branding themselves or the marketer in this case. So we are doing a running back at UCLA named Zach Charbonnet. And um, so I, we negotiated a couple of deals for him. But part of what we're working on is raising his profile. And so if an athlete posts enough and he has enough followers, that's a revenue stream that advertisers want to go to so they can monetize uh, what's coming off of social media. So obviously it's totally different because now you have a high schooler thinking about what his brand is, how many people out of a hundred can name that athlete. And if they can name him, can they put a positive um, um, adjectives together with them? And if, if they can do that uh, all of a sudden, and does he post interesting content? So it's a brave new world. On the legendary living legend, sports agent Lee Steinberg in his free time, what does he do? I'm not sure I know the definition of that word, Ike, if you could really uh, explain it to me, it, it, uh, uh, it would be good. I picked a job. So, I picked a job that I could do anything um, that was interesting. Um, so uh, I could write books, I could work on movies, I could do charitable foundations. Um, my current project is taking healing modalities uh, and breakthroughs in biomed, new treatments and uh, new machines that number one can help uh, stimulate energy with an athlete in critical situations. If you, if you look five months ago, four NFL playoff games came down to the last play. Impossible, right? The odds against that were astronomical. But what it shows you is the level of competition is very narrow. And a third of the games may be blowouts, but is there a way to hype up focus and energy and productivity in critical moments. So that's first. Second of all, because of the cap system now, if you lose your left tackle, the, mm. back, the backup to him is not somebody just a little bit worse. It's a precipitous drop because that player is playing for the minimum, right? So if you could right. get players back quicker. So I'm talking about hyperbaric uh, oxygen and stem cells and light stem and cognitive processes like uh, RTMS. So I'm going to bring those as a package to uh, pro sports, college sports. And then once you validate it, every person in this country who wants to have more energy and mental focus. Uh, they've now got amazing techniques to to stimulate this. Yeah, I'm not doing enough. I, I thought you was gonna come something simple like what I do. If you would have asked me the same question I asked you, Mr. Lee, I would have just said, "Man, I like smoking the one of a kind cigars." But you <laughs> took this thing to a whole different, to a whole different, to a whole different level. <laughs>
Let me piggyback off this too, Ike. Lee, I saw that they've named a lecture hall after you at Cal Berkeley, your alma mater. How does that make you feel to know that your name is on the door and you're going to help teach the next generation? Well, we are teaching the next generation with things like our agent academy and um, sports career conferences. So I feel a responsibility to try to bring an ethical principled group along who can work for teams and leagues and conferences, who can work in sports marketing and television and uh, facilities, who who understand the power of sports to make a positive uh, difference in the world. And I'm under no illusion that there is immortality. <laughs> so they can put your name on a building and it'll be good until the next donor comes along and and uh, and they rename the building. So uh, it's it's a nice thing, and and I hope it inspires the younger people. But um, it doesn't um, save me from having to take out the garbage. I know Anthony McFarland is one of your clients, Lee, in Steelers backup running back role. Something I t- and I talk a lot about. What can we expect from him this upcoming season? Well, of course, the Pro Bowl, um, the, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a magnificent, uh, a magnificent uh, season. There's uh, my experience with the Steelers is this. I, I was a designated agent for their quarterbacks for years. So that started with Neil O'Donnell and went to Cordell Stewart and went to um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger in his early years. And. That organization, when when Roethlisberger retired, he did it without ever having a losing season. Now, all these rules exist to create parity, right? You get the reverse order of the way you finish in the draft. You get more money under the salary cap if you don't have a good record of good players. All these things exist, but it doesn't change because – a player puts on that Steeler uniform and he plays better. I don't know how that happens, but they but they do. And they are so organizationally well run that um uh you know, and it starts with the Roonies and 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 goes down and then the coach. But my point is that people in Pittsburgh don't even understand what a usual cycle is where the Team goes up, wins the Super Bowl. Two years later, it's in the basement. Um, you know, that never happens with the Steelers. So I'm always happy when we have players back there because I know they're going to have a quality experience. Appreciate the kind words. <laughs> Lee, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to ask you this question before we let you go. I know you've been probably asked about it a million times. Tom Cruise just made a sequel to Top Gun. Any word about a Jerry Maguire sequel? Cameron Crowe, the writer-director, is pretty firm that he doesn't do sequels, and there won't be a sequel. Um, I've been approached by a number of different entertainment people to do a a show. might be a TV show, might be a movie, but um, it would uh, track my career from... 1975 to now so 
next year's draft will be my 49th. So I, mm. you were, you were asking, um, uh, what I would do. I think 50 is a nice number. Real, uh, real good. You took, hey, you read my mind. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> Cause I was like, once we get to 50, we can shut this. Hey, we, we as in like, I'm your family member. We can shut, <laughs> we can shut this thing down. We can go to shut this thing down, baby. <laughs> 50. Wow. Lee, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. This You've always been terrific, and I can just tell you this, too. There are things from the two times we've talked to that I bring up in conversations with people that I have in the media industry, with friends of mine. So we certainly appreciate your time this afternoon. Well, I love you guys. It's fun being with you. Mr. Lee, I, uh, I appreciate you bringing us, because we talk X's and O's, so I appreciate you bringing us and giving us insight on the business side because you've been doing it for a long time at a high success rate. So really thanks for educating Mark and I for everything you tell us. Um, I asked these questions like as soon as, as soon as I knew you was coming on board, you know, I just wanted to ask these questions as well because I need to educate myself and who did a better person to educate themselves when it comes down to business from a guy who's a li living legend than you. So. I appreciate you just educating us and having the time and the patience. Thank you, Ike. For our guest, Lee Steinberg and Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.